The Ponder Podcast exists to encourage the soul-nourishing practice of pondering the Bible with friends. Welcome, friends. I have a special, special episode for you today. As we continue in our series, Flooded by Grace, Pondering Paul's Letter to the Ephesians, I have my sister hanging out with me uh, to get into Ephesians chapter 4. Candy Marshall is the happy stay-at-home mom of two little children, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. She's wife to Marcus and has a business, Candy Coated Prints, which you can find on Etsy that she enjoys working in her spare time. Today, like I said, we're looking at Ephesians 4, 17 through 32. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome to the Ponder Podcast, Candy. So happy to have you here. Thank you. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. I'm glad you laughed because I was about to start laughing. I feel like we're going to laugh I don't know why a lot. I'm about to start <laughs> cracking up. I, it's not funny to be on the podcast. I'm so excited and happy to be here, but it's just like anytime I'm talking with you, I just feel like laughing. Exactly. Exactly. You should see this big, you already know the smile on my face. So for my listeners, as you know, this is my sister, Candy. Marshall. So Candy, for my listeners, can you just share a bit about who you are, what you're up to, what your days look like, whatever you want to share? I'm a stay-at-home mom. So I am married. I've been married for, I think I'm in my sixth year. Uh, I have a two-year-old boy and a four-year-old girl. So I'm home with them full-time. And right now, since we're you know, mostly everybody's at home. My husband's at home teleworking most days too. Yeah. So my days look like taking care of home, taking care of family. I have a little side Etsy business, candy coated prints. Yeah. That's, that's about it. That's lovely. It sounds like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it doesn't sound like it, it's a lot taking care of two little ones and your husband since he's home, you know, making sure he's fed and, uh, and you're, your business, which is a good business. You have a lot of work with that. So you do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Making sure everybody is fed. Like with the kids home all day long, it's like they're eating more every five seconds. Snack, snack. (laughs) Right. Right. So today we're continuing in our series, Flooded by Grace, Pondering Paul's Letter to the Ephesians. And we're looking at chapter 4, verses 17 through 32. Would you be willing to read that for us? Absolutely, yes, I can read that. Now this I say and testify in the Lord, that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding and alienate from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ. Assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him, as the truth is in Jesus, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, created after the likeness of God 
and true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and give no opportunity to the devil. Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and slander be put away from you, along with all malice. That's good. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the way that it nourishes us. Lord, I thank you for the way that you teach us and keep us, Lord, through it. I pray that you'd bless this time, that you would enrich us, that you would bless our fellowship, and that you would open our eyes to see even more wonderful things in your word. Lord, draw us closer to yourself, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So as you pondered this, um, what stood out to you the most? I think what stood out for me was verse 26, where it's talking about, well, it says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Why did that stand out to you, do you think? Well, one thing that stood out to me was the whole be angry, but do not sin. Like you can be angry, but don't sin because of that anger. And Mm -hmm. then not letting the sun go down on that anger, because if you are, you know, if, if you go to sleep, if you let days go by, then you are allowing that to kind of grow. And mm-hmm. and then you're giving the devil like a place to come in and use that. Mm. So rather, as I was talking about in the verse before, going to your neighbor, um, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, discussing whatever it is that caused you to have that anger and working it out mm-hmm. rather than giving holding on to it, which can allow the devil to be able to creep in. Yeah, that's that's really good. I haven't made that connection between speaking the truth and not letting the sun go down on your anger. It makes me, I would normally like jump to that verse 32 where it's like, be kind, mm-hmm. tender, forgiving, but you can't even really like forgive if someone hasn't told you that they're upset, right? Well, the like speaking the truth with his neighbor, I feel like sometimes that we don't even want to admit to people that we're angry about things. And then so we're willing to go to sleep because we're just like, you know what, I'm not going to deal with that. I'm just going to let it go. But really, mm-hmm. we're not letting it go. We're holding on to it. And the next time we see them, we've mm-hmm. got a problem. problem. They don't even know what's going on, you know. And yeah. there's the devil, you know. Now we're looking at them with judgmental eyes or whatever the case may be. So... Yeah, I thought that was interesting. It makes me think about marriage. It is really easy to just, especially when you're busy with like kids and just life, how it's easy to be like, I'm just not going to talk about it or to assume, oh, it doesn't really matter. Or maybe I can just get over it by myself and I don't have to bring it up. But then like you said, it's this thing that's kind of festering. I find that in marriage, by God's grace, eventually things come up. I feel like this is a lot harder outside of like Mm -hmm. your home. Like if you're mad at like someone at church or 
like someone hurt you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it seems like it's really easy to just a retreat even to just like pleasantries and just being cordial and not like let's actually heal this relationship. Right. I think with marriage and also with like someone at church, it's easy to like you said think oh, I can just get over it. So even if they say, hey, did I offend you? You're acting kind of different. You're like, oh, and I'm fine. Don't worry about it, you know? Because you think, oh, I can mm-hmm. just deal with it. But you're not like coming to them in truth. Why do you think it's hard to be honest in those moments? Like, I don't know about you. I feel like I'm afraid of the next part of the conversation. <laughs> One, I think it's fear of man. I don't know why we have this like mm-hmm. huge fear of man. And it's like, oh, if I say that I have a problem with the way this person spoke to me, then we I don't know what we think. The world is going to end. It, <laughs> like, what are they going to say? That's going to be so terrible. But yeah, I think it's fear of man. And I think it's also us just feeling like we can do things in our own strength. Like, I, we don't need to do that because mm-hmm. I'm strong enough to just carry this, you know? Yeah, almost as though admitting offense is like a sign of weakness. Like I couldn't just let it roll right. off me. I couldn't just think the best or whatever. Or to be honest, like sometimes, and this is true even in marriage, sometimes it's because I don't want to hear how I might have upset mm. the other person. So it's like, I'm just going to hold this because I kind of want them to just hold theirs too and we can just keep it moving as though it's not going to fester, as though the enemy is not going to try to get a stronghold there. And that's just, I think, deception. Mm-hmm. We can't just push it under the rug and it not reemerge in like some way. Yeah. So before I get to like what stood out to me, because I think it's kind of related, like when it comes to being angry and not wanting to let the sun down, sun go down on it, like what has helped you deal with hmm. anger? And this could be like simple things. Like I know one time you talked to me about mm-hmm. breathing or even like deeper things, I don't know, in the Lord or whatever. I think if it's anger, like we were talking about marriage. I think if it's like anger towards my spouse, I, I'm working on actually discussing it, saying, when you did this, I felt this way. Because sometimes mm-hmm. it can just feel like something's happened and now you've you've got this anger, but it's it's because you were hurt, you felt something, you you were offended. So not just when you just let that anger explode, sometimes you can not even talk about the actual issue and it, it, it becomes this whole thing. Um, so what I'm working on doing is saying, hey, when you did this, I felt this way. And also not accusing mm-hmm. the person of having done anything, mm-hmm. but this is how it made me feel, you know, um, mm, so that I don't, because I feel like if I address it, then I'm not blowing up because of whatever emotion I'm feeling or offense I'm feeling or whatever. Mm-hmm. As a mother, you know, stay at home mom <laughs> and, <laughs> the things that, and quarantine, the things that come to mind are my husband and my kids. So when it comes to my mm-hmm. kids, I've been thinking Okay, I'm going to be honest with you here. Sometimes I can get angry Mm -hmm. because my kids are doing certain things, but I've had to check myself recently and say, is this a sin? Is what they're Mm. doing actually something that is wrong? I'm having to check myself and say, is this just a preference of mine? Mm Because sometimes I'm realizing that I just like, no, you don't need to be, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes I have my own preferences and I can Mm -hmm. feel myself getting angry and not like I'm going to yell at my kid, but like I 
I want to stop them or say this, don't do that, don't do this, because I'm angry because you're doing mm-hmm. this. But is it is it a sin? Is it offense against God? And is it something that is harmful for them to be doing? Or is it just my preference? I would prefer if you didn't mm-hmm. do this thing because I don't like that screechy mm-hmm. noise, you know, or whatever, <laughs> whatever, mm-hmm. the, whatever right. the case may be. <laughs> um, so I think I'm just trying to filter things that way, mm-hmm. make sure I'm like that's good parenting from a the right place or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. I, I struggle with the same thing because I think I can be kind of controlling yeah. and I also can be very fearful. So like, the kids jumping all around doing all this crazy stuff and I can just get angry because I'm I don't like the stress Mm -hmm. of their energy or I just want things a certain way and I'm starting to get controlling it's nice when Adam's around because you know you I just see a look on his face I can tell oh man I'm getting I'm I've crossed the line into like my just being ridiculous you know so that's good. It's like, is because once you see that, okay, this isn't a sin. This isn't offending right. God. This is, God's not frustrated or angry or, you know, um, they're just being kids. It can kind of help deflate. Yeah. Anger, and I've think, even had too. to do that with my husband um, too. Like I've been upset with him because he's playing video games. And I had to say to myself, wait a second, mm-hmm. playing video games is not a sin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> If he gets enjoyment out of playing video games, he can take time to play video games. That doesn't mean he's not doing anything with his life. Right. That means he's taking right. an hour to play video he's... games. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, God is not offended, you know? So you should not be offended either. <laughs> right, right, right. Just letting them be, letting our husbands be be into what they're into and our kids be themselves. So what I love about just listening to you talk about this is it's a lot of what Paul was saying. It's like, there's an old way of thinking. And I heard some of that old uh, KJV King James coming out when you were reading, when you accidentally said former man, (laughs) that made me think about the old man. (laughs) But yeah, like that, our old selves versus this new self that we are in Christ. And I think there was a time in my life where I would never have questioned some of the things right. that we're talking about. I would have been felt perfectly entitled to the way that I respond to things. And it's only because of Jesus that I am trying to do things differently. Right. You know, that, that kind of ties into what stood out to me. I was looking at verses 20 through 24, where it says, that is not how you came to know Christ. Assuming you heard about him and were taught by him as the truth is in Jesus to take off your former self, the old self that is corrupted by deceitful desires to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self, the one created according to God's likeness and righteousness and purity of the truth. So just seeing how that's what we did when we became Christian, but that's still like the battle, like that kind of repentance of like, I'm turning away from this old way of thinking that can still feel so natural Mm -hmm. to us and like putting on the new. And so what I hear you talking about is like putting off that old, just angry, not trying to get to the root of it, feeling entitled your judgments and putting on compassion, kindness, tenderness, love, really, you know, Um, not that it's wrong to be angry, but like addressing it in a healthier, constructive way. Yes. 
Yes. And for me, part of mm-hmm. me, like putting on my, t- taking off the old, putting on the new is the whole being angry and do not sin. Because I think in the past, that was not even a concept for me. It's like, I'm angry mm-hmm. and now it's about to go down. <laughs> and you just feel justified in that, you know? Like, you just got home. Yeah. You're not going to be up yeah. in here playing video games, you know? But but now it's mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, that's how he's decompressing and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so for me, I didn't really have... One of the issues that was listed here by Paul didn't tug at me, except maybe the stealing one, but it wasn't like stealing money, but more so time. Like I really like Mm. my time, my leisure. We've talked about this before. I can really struggle Mm -hmm. with laziness. And so like I was really convicted this week about when I'm stressed, when I'm overwhelmed, um, when I don't feel like I have what I need to to walk this walk, I can retreat Mm. into my mind and I just want to be on social media. I just want to read. I just want to write. I just want to, I just want to just sit on the Mm -hmm. couch and do nothing. You know, it's not even always something that I'm doing. And so there's been all these things around the house that need to get tended to. And I just didn't have the motivation. But as I was pondering this verse, I was like, wow, this is a lot of who I was before I was really walking with the Lord. Like my time, we, you remember Candy, we had a lot of time to just yeah. do what we wanted when we weren't at school or doing our schoolwork. And so I can, I can mm-hmm. still covet that and just kind of take it when I should be working diligently in my home to serve mm-hmm. the family and then, you know, obviously carving out time for that stuff, but I will just take it. I will take a lot of it. And so it was just really convicting to remember that that is not who I mm-hmm. am in Christ and to put on this new self who delights in pleasing the Lord and working yeah. unto the Lord and serving my family and not just thinking always about what I want, what right. I want to be doing. Um, what's worthwhile. And who's serving you? Um, yes, yes. And who's serving me? Um, but to walk in the footsteps of Jesus who gave himself completely for the good of others. So it was encouraging just to see like that old mm-hmm. self is corrupted by deceitful desires. So like I've been asking God, I think it said in there something about the renewal of our minds to just renew my mind, help me to have a different way of thinking about my life, about my time, about work, so that it doesn't always seem like work is bad and like my couch time Mm -hmm. is heaven. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's kind of where... I camped out um, and was just encouraged to just sit in this space of letting God teach me Mm -hmm. a new way of working hard. And like you're saying, a new way of, you know, coming to him with my emotions and letting him meet me there so I don't have to like take it out on others and stuff like that. It's just been really cool to just meditate on the fact that we are Mm. new. We're not the same as we were. You know, and I don't know if this would bless you, Candy, but um, one thing that I heard this week and have been reflecting on that relates to this is sometimes we can think, like I might say as somebody, I'm naturally a mm-hmm. lazy person. I'm naturally mm-hmm. a messy person or you could say angry or whatever. But I was listening to someone say that that's not wow. true. 
Like when Jesus came to earth and started healing people and, and changing their lives, he was actually restoring them to their wow. natural self. Like he was actually putting things back right. You know, like we've become so accustomed to sin and brokenness that that seems normal. That's natural that's to us, but that's are. not natural. You're saying, I, yeah, I but it's not. Messy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's not. That's who we're deceived into right. thinking we are. And so that's been really encouraging to me because sometimes it can feel so fundamental. Like mm-hmm. at my core, I do not like. <laughs> 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 oh, so just to know that no, that's not at your right. core. Like God has touched your life, and He is renewing you. And that's why when things are in order, you have more peace. And that's why, you know, when you have that victory and you don't respond to someone the way you maybe would have in the past, it's just like, wow, mm-hmm. there's peace there. You're not like, oh, I really miss being this angry person. You know what I mean? Um, we were not made for that. That's not who we are. That's so true. Yeah, that is yeah. that is really good. Mm. Yeah, I wish I could remember. I think it was from another podcast, Knowing Faith, um, with Russell Moore or something like that. But it, it really touched me because I listened to it right around the time that I was meditating on this passage. Yeah, one thing that I think is encouraging about all of this is that Paul is writing to a church. So it's like they needed to hear this. They needed to hear that they shouldn't be living like... They used to, which means that Mm. they probably were on some level. Yeah, You know what I mean? So it's like, we want to be better than we are, but it's like, we're all the same. Like we all struggle with doing these things or he wouldn't have had to say them. So true. You know? Cool. Well, um, Candy, would you be willing to pray for us just that we would continue to not give ourselves to our old ways and to walk in the new ways that we've learned in Christ? Yes, Absolutely. Um, God, thank you so much uh, that you are continually working on us, Lord, that you are making us new each day, Lord God. I thank you that you don't leave us where you found us, Lord. I thank you that in you we are able to put off the old self and put on the new, Lord God. And I pray that you would help us to abstain from those things that were a part of us in our our, uh, previous selves, Lord God, and to let go of those lies, as Laura was talking about, those kind of core lies that you can have. Um, I, I'm lazy. I'm messy. I'm angry. I'm whatever the case may be, Lord God. And I pray that you would just replace that with truth, Lord. Um, we thank mm-hmm. you, uh, mm-hmm. just so much for your love and for just all the ways that you, uh, mold us, um, into being more like you, Lord. Uh, thank you so much in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, You're Katie. very <laughs> whether we came to know jesus at a young age or surrendered to him yesterday we all know there's a right way to go about living and a wrong way there's the sinful way and the holy way the worldly way and the kingdom way the fleshly way or the spirit-filled way, the old way, and the new. I really appreciated the way Candy vulnerably led us in on her struggle with anger. How is God calling you to resist your former way of life? What godly characteristics are challenging for you to walk in? Remember, 
Jesus died for us and gave us new life. By his spirit, we can walk in the newness of that life. Well, as always, it's a pleasure to ponder God's word with you. Connect with me more on Instagram, and if you're willing, support this work through a small donation. Every little bit helps us keep this podcast going well. Till next time, remember, grace is yours today from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in the believer's ear. 